It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in on an Easter Monday. We're back and ready. How are you? Did you have a nice weekend? I hope you had a great Easter, everybody. It's a beautiful day, but we know it's always a great day in the Black Hills, no matter what. But we'll take 70s today as we're back at it on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We are live on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us there at foxsportsrapidcity.com. Remember, you can bring us up right now on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. Watch us on your phone, work computer. Are you working today? Are we the only ones working? No, I saw everybody. They're grinding today. They are grinding. So bring us up on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. Also on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. You can follow the show and watch us live there. So welcome in studio. A lot of ways you can get us. South Dakota Sports Talk Show brought to you in part by The Rehab Doctors. When it comes to pain relief without surgery, see The Rehab Doctors. They're, um, they want you to know... You don't need a referral, okay? Some people think, oh, I got to get a referral, this and that. You don't need a referral. You can see the rehab doctors yourself. They specialize in treating injuries non-surgically, okay? Take your first step to feeling better, therehabdoctors.com. For pain relief without surgery, therehabdoctors.com. They get us started on a Monday. Great guest line appears. We're back after the Easter holiday. Let's get into it. I've got Dan Swartos going to join us today. If you're checking in on us uh, on us this Monday, we're starting right out of the gate with Dan Swartos. He's the executive director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. So there's a couple of big things going on this week, and there might be some changes to high school sports as we know them. So there's an annual meeting Wednesday. Okay, so, so the annual meeting's Wednesday. The board of directors meeting follows that on Thursday. And there's some pretty big things on the agenda, some discussions, some votes, and I'm going to get into a lot of that here today with Dan Sortos. There's state uh, locations, there, there's basketball changes, there's what, wait, hang on, name, image, and likeness uh, discussion. Yes, we are going to get into that from the high school side here in South Dakota. So Dan Sorto is coming up live from Pierre tonight. Hang on. Then we'll get into the national stuff. Ryan Ballingy covered the Masters. Well, it was an interesting Masters, was it? I mean, we had to play off and on. They were in, they were out. The weather, trees falling. Nobody hurt. That's good. Tiger withdraws, and then they had to play 30 holes yesterday. And uh, John Rahm gets it done. We'll talk to Ryan Balanchy. covered the Masters at Augusta, the Golf News Net National Golf Analyst. Keith Smith's going to join us from Florida, NBA national writer for Spot Track. We've got some discussions to have there in the NBA because I tell you, I don't hit a lot of NBA on this show, but when we do, it's got to be of interest. And in, in the playoffs getting ready to go, the play-in game tomorrow, and there's a regional story that I think is important. We'll get to that. Keith Smith coming up, NBA writer. Sam Herter's on the way tonight. He's the national FCS writer, covers FCS college football for Hero Sports. Is there going to be some FCS teams getting looked at if the Mountain West Conference shakes it up a little bit? Is the Mountain West Conference going to lose San Diego State and therefore bring in somebody else? Sam Herter's on this. We'll discuss it, heroesports.com. And finally, Frank Schwab live tonight, national NFL writer, Yahoo Sports, some NFL moves, 
and uh, interesting topics to get into. Frank Schwab's on tap. So we're ready on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show, glad to be back and glad you're here. Be a part of the show. 720-1067 is our studio line. 720-1067. If you want to join the conversation, also join us on the Barron's Wilson text line. 720-1067 on the Barron's Wilson text line. And you can be a part of the show that way. So you know what we have to start with today. You know what we have to start with today. I'm going to get to the Masters, get some reaction there. I enjoyed it yesterday. I had a good day yesterday. Did you all have a nice day? Easter, hanging out, nice weather. It was was one of those classic spring times here. I'm watching the Masters. I love the Masters on Easter Sunday. And so, so we'll get to that. But I'm distracted yesterday by what? I'm distracted yesterday. I'm getting ready to make my prime rib and the whole thing. And we have the Minnesota Timberwolves having a a problem within their own team in a game that they have to win in order to make a splash here and get into this play-in tournament. The play-in tournament's the one-game play-in, right, to get your seeding into the NBA playoffs. And so if you're not aware, if you didn't see it, maybe you just had too much Easter going on yesterday. So so here's the story, and I'm going to get into a question of the day on this and see what need to, needed to be done and, and if this is happening the right way. The Timberwolves are playing yesterday, okay? And there's a argument in the huddle. This is the Minnesota Timberwolves, an argument in the huddle with Kyle Anderson, Minnesota Timberwolves player, and Rudy Gobert, okay? So, so just follow me here. Rudy Gobert's been one of those guys, he's new to the Timberwolves, They traded for him. The T-Wolves traded for him. The big guy from France, shot blocker, the whole thing. There was a discussion in the huddle, and long story short, I'm not going to get into what was said, who said what, this and that, okay? There was an altercation in the Timberwolves huddle yesterday, middle of the game, and Rudy Gobert, I guess you could say technically, took a punch at Kyle Anderson, his own teammate. Okay, Rudy Gobert essentially took a punch at Kyle Anderson, his own teammate, and guys separated him and the whole thing. Here's what happened yesterday. In the middle of the game, the Timberwolves made the decision, their big man, their center, Rudy Gobert, you're done. You're, you just They just sent him home. So they sent him home yesterday. He didn't play the rest of the game. The Timberwolves come back even though they were down. They come back and they win. They beat the Pelicans, and now the Timberwolves are playing in the play-in against the Lakers tomorrow night. Now what has been decided? The Timberwolves have made a decision today to suspend, essentially, Rudy Gobert, their center for the T-Wolves. They're not bringing him to L.A. They're not going to let him play in the Lakers-Timberwolves play-in game tomorrow night. So, so you're talking high stakes here, a one-game scenario. It's the play-in tournament to try and get this seed into the real NBA playoffs. This is something the NBA has added, which I think they've gotten this right, by the way. It's kept teams alive like the Timberwolves or even, for that matter, the Lakers, who maybe aren't as happy about it now because they have to play in when they normally would have a seed. Nonetheless, I think the NBA has made the call hey, we're going to keep a couple of more teams in this thing to try and play in, and and some games matter down the stretch. And so it's high stakes. The game tomorrow, Lakers-T-Wolves matters, and the Timberwolves decide he's suspended. 
he uh you know the thing yesterday was too much he's done i don't know what they're telling us is what if the timberwolves win tomorrow night what if the timberwolves continue their playoff um scenario moving forward is rudy gobert going to be out the rest of the season or is it just one of those things hey we sent him home yesterday throwing a punch with your own teammate it was weak by the way but nonetheless uh, in a physical altercation with your own teammate middle of the game now is this the first time we've seen something like this in pro sports i'm going to say no you know i was driving in today thinking i don't love this at all as a matter of fact i i don't like it uh, whatsoever teammates arguing and then it gets to the physical level middle of the game important game you're trying to be on the same page and and so they sent him home i said that's fine i think that's actually a great call sending him home yesterday and now, though, they take it to tomorrow. No trip to L.A. Gobert's done for tomorrow. If the T-Wolves keep winning, which, by the way, I'm doubt, I'm doubtful, highly doubtful, do you keep him out the rest of the time? Do you keep him out the rest of the, the, rest of the playoffs? I'll just ask you this. Question of the day brought to you by Murphy's on the Nate Brown Show this Monday. Um, do you agree with the Timberwolves suspending Rudy Gobert for even not only yesterday but now the next game you gotta suspend him or well you forget it you play him you move forward you forget it you play him we've seen this happen in nfl games guys push guys shove the whole thing we've seen this stuff happen away from uh the field and i do think it's 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 never a great look but i do think guys rebound from it they're not just uh, totally banned right there on the spot. I will say that. But here today, Rudy Gobert's out. I think the Timberwolves made a good call by sending him home yesterday. Is it a good call to keep him out tomorrow? Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? Well, I, I think they should have suspended both of them. Why, why go there and not the other guy? It was Anderson that, that's what I... The conversation I read, Anderson made the first comment. Yeah, he he. Uh, it looked like he called him a not so nice name. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were talking about, well, you rebound or you, you know, whatever. You block a shot, you rebound, and yeah, and then blankety yeah. blank. So yeah. So why didn't they both get tossed, or suspended? That's an interesting and question. Honestly, I thought about that. I did think about that because Gobert through the through the. I, I guess you could call it a yeah. punch. You could. So yeah. so he threw it, but he was provoked. I, I saw that. He was provoked. I, I saw the punch thrown, but yeah, I mean, what, what they're telling me is, if if you're going to suspend Gobert, obviously you need him for this game. Then why are you going to bring him back after this game if they win? <laughs> you tell me, you know, both guys to me were equally at fault, and you suspend one and not the other. Then why bring him back? Period. You obviously have a problem with the guy. You know, period, or you you wouldn't have you just suspended both of them. That's an interesting one. comment. You think that you think Anderson should have got hit too for the words, the words. Yeah, because you know he's the one that initiated. He was made the first comment towards Gobert. It started the whole thing. What I what I read. So I don't understand unless you got a problem with Gobert, <laughs> and you've had a problem with him all season. Then why why even? Why suspend him one game? By the way, you might be onto something. There is word that people haven't loved Gobert there at Minnesota. 
They, they just haven't loved him sometimes. And, and he's rubbed some teammates the wrong way, even when he was in Utah, if you followed him. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, this is a game you got to win to keep playing. So you're telling me that he's not a much value to you anyway if you don't want to go bring him or keep him around for this very important play-in game. Yeah, and I got you on that. That's a legitimate question. I think it is. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks All for right. getting in. I, I just wanted to know, um, do you think that is of equal violation? Kyle Anderson, if, if you want to know, he said, you blanking this. Why don't you block a shot? You blanking this. Okay. <laughs> Keeping this family friendly, okay? Family friendly on, a, on an Easter Monday, okay? Let's take it easy. Those guys just went at it. And then Gobert, that, you know, whatever you want to say, triggered him to, uh, I'm going to take a punch. And now Rudy Gobert got sent home yesterday. The T-Wolves come back and win. And now they get into the play-in game tomorrow. It's the play-in tournament against the Lakers tomorrow. You're going to need Gobert against Anthony Davis tomorrow. Right? You're going to, you're, uh, if you're playing big boy basketball, and this is big business, the NBA, but he's out. He's out tomorrow. Do you think it was the right call? That's my question of the day as we start this Monday. Talking T-Wolves, okay, 720-1067, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line as well. Timberwolves suspending Rudy Gobert after the physical altercation with the teammate. Right call, yes, you got to suspend him or no. You flush it and you play him. You flush it and you play him. 74% say the Timberwolves had to suspend him, 74%. 26% of you voting, no, just forget it and uh, play him. I'm a little surprised it's that weighted as we start this Monday. A little surprised. I thought most would want to suspend Gobert because people don't like him really anyway, the fans. He had some issues with Donovan Mitchell in Utah, remember this. And so the T-Wolves made this trade, which, by the way, some people debate if that was a good call or not. And at this point, uh, here's the Timberwolves going into self-destruct mode. And then their best defender yesterday in the frustration, he punched a wall in the tunnel. Hamilton, he punched a wall. This guy's a good defender. He's not uh, a star, star offensive player, but he's a great defender for the T-Wolves if you followed him. Then Hamilton punches a wall in the tunnel, and he breaks his hand. This, is, <laughs> this all happened on Easter Sunday, last day of the regular season of the NBA. Gobert punches Kyle Anderson or tries to. Then the best defender for the T-Wolves on the perimeter goes in the tunnel. It's frustrating. They're down, and he punches a wall. By the way, have we ever not learned athletes? I mean, I know athletes are emotional. The wall is like, what, 122-0 and 0 against hands. I mean, it's like... Have we ever not learned you punch a wall, you break your hand? There's something very, very similar. How many times has this happened? The Timberwolves are looking at themselves going, okay, we're out with Hamilton. He's got a broken hand, so he's done. And we're going to suspend Gobert. It's an interesting scenario to me why. This isn't the first time something like this has happened. I do think the Timberwolves had to do it. Now, last caller said, what about Anderson and the language? Tipping him over the edge. Does he just get off scot-free? Apparently, he does. And I don't know if that's the greatest, but he didn't start the physical altercation. And so the T-Wolves are looking at this from a standpoint, okay, 
Maybe Gobert's not fitting into their plans as well as they thought. Maybe they think they're better mentally from a culture standpoint tomorrow. Honestly, I, I, I absolutely believe the head coach may think, we throw Rudy Gobert back into this team in an important game, we don't need him. As a matter of fact, we want better culture, better atmosphere tomorrow so we don't have guys taking us down a negative road. That means a lot in basketball. It does. Culture, attitudes. I couldn't tell you if Rudy Gobert's a great guy or not. I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I don't follow his career very closely. I know he had some issues in Utah with Donovan Mitchell, and now he's got some in Minnesota. You kind of you look at that, and people tell you who they are a little bit. So I think Minnesota's betting on tomorrow. Yeah, forget it. We're better without him. We're better without the seven foot two center, and that's interesting to me. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Honestly, I had to Google that guy's name. I thought it was that TV host. <laughs> you know him. You know him. Uh, what no, do you, what do, you do really. with a guy that punches a teammate? Come on. What do you do? Well, why did the teammate get punched? Well, there were some words there. You may know these words, but I got a family friendly show, so. Well, you know. You think that Who guy cares? was in the wrong, too? Who cares? Nate, Nate, Nate. Call your brother up. Say, hey, big brother. Did anybody ever fight in a Wyoming locker room? Yeah. Did you guys all do sleepovers every night? I mean, did you make sure each got home safely? I, I mean, know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So you think my it's okay. Hero, my hero is Hamilton. Why well, punch said, in what the wall? Of, yeah. I go, what kind of idiot does this? So what do I do, Nate? What do I do? I Google the kid's name. Where do you go to high school? And there I see it. Federal Way, Washington. Okay, even the ghettos don't claim Federal Way, Washington. All right? And I'm thinking, well, there you go. That Washington Public School Education. Oh, come on. I hate to throw politics in it, Nate, but there it is. By the way, I I said, how many times have guys punched the wall? Pretty often. It never works out. I will say that. Nate, there was a state semifinals. This is why I'm on Federal Way, like 1980s. Federal Way didn't get a call. So what does their star quarterback do? He hits the official. Oh, really? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Federal Way, they've had some incidents. But, you know, who cares? I got baseball season. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, buddy. I appreciate it. Honestly, so what if the teammates fight? They shouldn't have been suspended. Well, one of them is. One of them's not. And I well, think... one was woke and the other wasn't. So you got to play the politics in that NBA. All right, brother. Thanks for getting in. I appreciate it. All right. We're off and running uh, this Monday, this, this friendly, loving Easter Monday, right? A chance for redemption for Rudy Gobert. Not quite. Not quite. Uh, By the way, this is an interesting concept here. I'm going to put it this way. Timberwolves have a mess yesterday. It's kind of classic. They had one of their better seasons they've had in a long, long time. If you follow this at all, Timberwolves have had one of their better seasons they've had in a long time. And on the game that they have to win against the Pelicans yesterday, 
to get themselves into this play-in scenario with the Lakers tomorrow. They have Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson getting a dust-up. Gobert gets suspended, sent home for the day, and suspended for tomorrow. Anderson's going to go and play, even though, you know, some people say, hey, he was he was talking. He was talking and, and got Gobert going. And then you got their best defender on the perimeter break his hand punching a wall. All in the one of the better seasons you've seen from the Timberwolves. And how will it come to uh, a finish tomorrow? I hate to break it to you, but Minnesota Timberwolves basketball, I think, comes crashing down tomorrow. So it's um, short-lived. Rudy probably only going to miss one game. But nonetheless, would you suspend him? I think the uh, Timberwolves say we had to and we wanted to. There's a difference. I think they say, well, we, we had to, you know, throwing a punch at a teammate. We had to. I also think they they wanted to. I really believe that. You look at the win percentage, the Timberwolves have won higher percentage games when Gobert is out than when he's in. What does that say? Seven foot two center. The guy you traded for, big dollars. I mean, you're paying this guy big dollars. You traded for him. Better percentage winning without Gobert this year than with him. That's something. Tomorrow, it's the Lakers. Timberwolves, who you got? Uh, I got the Lakers. Hate to tell you. Dan Swartos in next, talking high school. Big meetings this week. And I want to know, are we going to go down the name, image, and likeness route? Honestly, this is on the agenda here. Name, image, and likeness in high school, South Dakota. Dan Swartos live. To the Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with lows around 49. Southerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny tomorrow, high temperatures reach up to 80. Mainly clear again tomorrow night, lows level off around 51. Mainly sunny skies and calm Wednesday with highs in the upper 60s, chance for scattered showers Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 73. Head to Pulp's Tire Service for huge savings on auto and light truck tires. Now through April 30th, get $70 instant savings on a set of four select Bridgestone tires. Get $60 instant savings on a set of four select Firestone tires. Increase your savings by $30 when you use your Pulp's credit card. Plus, you can save an additional $20 off installation when you buy four select Bridgestone or Firestone tires. Hurry to Pulp's. Offers end April 30th. Pulp's. We know tires and service. You should know Pulp's. Visit Pulp'sTire.com. Subject to credit approval. See store for complete details. Yes, right. Prices got you down? Need a car with better gas mileage? Denny Menhold Toyota has what you need. Shop a great selection of fuel-efficient used cars and SUVs. Brands like Subaru, Nissan, Hyundai, Kia, and more. Plus, the area's best selection of used Toyotas, Toyota Certified Pre-Owned. Buy with no money down and get financing on the spot with qualified credit. 
ready to pay less at the pump and get a better car? See us at Denny Metal Toyota or DennyMetalToyota.com. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. Hey, Rush fans, it's Rob at the Firehouse Skybox. We are your official home for Rapid City Rush hockey. When the Rush are playing on the road, join other Rush fans at the Skybox and enjoy some great food and cheer on your Rush. We show every Rush away game, and we'll have Rush-themed giveaways every road trip. You'll get a chance to win great Rush prizes with the purchase of a drink or food item. The Skybox has the best food and the best Rush game day experience. Go Rush! The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show. Welcome back in on this Easter Monday. Glad you're here. Hope you had a great weekend, a great Easter. We're back at it on Fox Sports Rapid City. South Dakota Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show Live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, and stream us there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Busy show, great guest lineup straight ahead. Let's kick it off with Dan Swartos. Going to join us tonight, Executive Director, South Dakota High School Activities Association. Oh, busy week ahead here. Got an annual meeting Wednesday. Got a board of directors meeting Thursday. Some really interesting topics on the agenda. I don't want to get into a few of these and get some reactions, some insight. Dan Swartos on tonight. Dan, good to have you on. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time. As always, thanks for coming on. So I, I look at one of the things that jumps out to me, Dan, right away, and I want to get to a few things. But one thing is what you and I talked about a while ago, that there was discussion and there have been some background work on looking at, okay, what does name, image, and likeness look like? at the high school level when it comes to amateur and and the whole thing here in South Dakota. And you talked about it earlier that said maybe there's something that we have to look at when it comes to our bylaws and the whole thing. Do we have everything in place to make sure that things are clear when it comes to name, image, and likeness? So where is this going for this discussion this week? Well, it's it's coming to the membership in the form of a proposed uh, to our bylaws and our bylaws right now on on amateur standing uh say that you're not allowed to receive remuneration for the use of your name picture or personal appearance as an athlete in the promotion of a commercial or profit making event but it doesn't really define what that means as an athlete what that phrase as an athlete means so what the what the uh 
the the proposal is is to dive into that a little bit and say you can receive remuneration for the use of your name, picture, or likeness, provided that it's not interfering with your academic, not tied to any athletic performance, it's not used to get you to attend a school or transfer to a school, it's not provided by the school or booster clubs, you're not using your school name, uh, you're not using school uniforms, you're not doing it at school facilities, um, you know, and you're not promoting things like alcohol, tobacco, controlled substances, things like that. So just removing it from the school and say, if you want to, if, 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 you know, if someone wants to engage with you on this um, and it's not impacting anything on the field of play and it's not, you know, you're not, you're not pulling your school into this, you're not pulling the association into this, then, then, you know, that's allowable. And I, took a lot, you know, I, it's kind of a mix-up, a mash-up of similar changes that have been made already in North Dakota, uh, Kansas, Minnesota, Iowa. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's really just clarifying that, where we've said you're not allowed to profit off your, your name, image, and likeness as an athlete. Uh, it's just sort of expanding, well, what does that mean as an athlete? If I'm, if I'm doing it privately, I'm not doing it as an athlete. What, what does that look like? So it's just putting in some parameters regarding that. Does this open the door for students that, you know, they could receive some compensation? I don't think that's going to run wild here in South Dakota, to be honest. But does it open the door for them to do that as long as they're not using, as you say, the, the school and some of these rules? Yeah, it, it would. You know, and, and to be clear, this is a this is a, a bylaws proposal. It goes to every member school. Their, their board of director, their board of education's vote on it. There needs to be 60% approval to to change, make this change. So, it's it's we, we send it out to the schools to make the change. We're not just making it unilaterally. But yeah, it would. And you know, I was at a oh at our winter meeting, uh, we had a someone coming in to talk to us about it. It was myself and the 49 others across the country that have my job, and he talked. You know, uh, even at the college level. It's around 10% of collegiate athletes that, that get these deals, and the average compensation that a collegiate Division One athlete gets is around $1,500. You hear you hear all the big, huge number ones for the for the elite athletes, but averaged out, it's it's about $1,500 a kid for the ones that get these. They they predict that it's going to be around 1% of high school kids that end up getting a any sort of. Uh, NIL deal, or you know the the things that you're you're seeing at the collegiate level. So it's 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 probably going to be pretty rare in our state, but we've got some high profile kids where it could be something that that they would use. Do you think it's a close vote trying to get sixty percent of the schools to do this, or have you heard a lot of support for it? I just anecdotally, Dan, I've heard yes and no. I've heard yes and no on yeah. this. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh, it's a complicated question, and, and for us, we're, you know, it, there's a lot of ambiguity in the wording that we have right now, so it's trying to clarify that. Um, anytime you change the Constitution, uh, it's, it's, in, unless it's really a no-brainer, it, it's, it, it's not easy to get to that 60%, which is, 
the way it's designed to be. You know, you don't want to be changing the Constitution all the time. So I, I think it could be a little bit difficult to get there. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the results are. Dan Sortos on tonight, Executive Director, South Dakota High School Activities Association, ahead of this annual meeting on Wednesday and a board meeting on Thursday. One more thing on, on the bylaws that I wanted to ask you about. You're going to be talking about this recruitment prohibited. Um, we know that, that yeah, you, you can't recruit uh, student athletes to your school for athletics, essentially. But what does this say? Does this clarify that? Yeah, this is clarifying language. We had a we had a formal charge of this last year between two schools, and in looking at the language that we had, proving recruiting is really difficult, and it's even more difficult because we allow kids to transfer one time throughout high school. So you're trying to prove did they did they transfer on their own because they wanted to transfer, or did they transfer because there was some sort of or inducements or or any other undue influence uh, that, that made the, the student do that. So in looking at the language we had, it was kind of vague, we thought. And, and when we went through this, there wasn't a whole lot to go back on. And the only language in there in terms of penalties referred to, to the student. So we thought, well, let's expand this a little bit. Let's put some examples in there. Let's be more explicit, explicit in what we're talking about in ter- when we're talking about inducements or other in- undue influence. Give some examples, and let's specify in there that it's not just a, if this were to happen and if we could approve it, it's not just the student that gets penalized here. It, it takes two to tango, and, and uh, the student should not be the only one receiving a punishment if there is recruiting going on. It should be you know, the, the receiving school and the receiving coach, and, you know, depending on the circumstances, um, it, it should not be the student. So this is more clarification on uh, on all three of those fronts. The recruitment stuff, uh, really interesting. So it'll be interesting this week, and, and some of these going to the member schools uh, for voting. Uh, that would have to be 60% to change. Uh, the Constitution here when it comes to that. I want to go to the site selection stuff, uh, Dan, a couple more for you. I want to go to this. I had some ADs tell me on this show, they said there's quite a few ADs that were in support of this discussion at that site selection committee, the discussion of having state wrestling in Rapid City every year and state track in Sioux Falls every year. Uh, I was told by an AD there's a lot of ADs in support of that. What are you going to do there? The meeting came away from saying we're going to get membership feedback. That sounds like you're going to talk to a lot of the a lot of the schools. We are. We had a chance to to get some feedback from our ads at at the state ad conference. Um, you know, it really comes down to what the membership wants to do with state track and field, and. And if they want to keep the three-day all classes together meet, we really can. That's there's only one place that can really host that, and that's that's Howard Woodfield in in Sioux Falls. So, and then it comes to okay, if we're going to do that, maybe we can offset this by keeping something else in Rapid full time. Okay, so. It, but we first need to figure out 
does the membership want to keep that three-day event or do they not? And I right away after it, I heard mostly good things. And, and since then, I've heard some feedback that maybe not everybody liked it as much as we thought that they liked it. So we're, we're doing it again this year, the, the three-day meet. And um, uh, we've got a proposal to move track and field to Sioux Falls next year while we work through this. Uh, and then once we figure out if they want to go back to a two-day meet, then we can stay with how it is, with with the two-day meet, how we've always done it uh, out east and, and, and out west. Uh, if they want to stay with the three-day meet, just the size of that, we, we had a hard time holding everybody in there at, at Howard Wood last year. And with parking at Howard Wood last year, it would be very difficult to do. Uh, at O'Hara. I love O'Hara Stadium. I think it's a beautiful facility. Um, but uh, I don't think it's fair to try to hold it there. <laughs> um, so we first need to figure that out. And then we uh, state wrestling went very well at the, at the monument this year. Um, so if, if that's something we want to do, then then we think that that could work. And it might ease you know hotels in the rapid city area once you get into that june time period get pretty difficult and i understand that and 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 i'm not saying that against anything about the hoteliers in rapid city it's just that's when tourist season starts and and that's where they make their money and so holding events out there especially one the size of track and field we always we run into issues with that all the time there we run into issues with hotels anywhere we go um but that those events specifically out there at that time period, because it runs into the tourist season, uh, you run into issues there. So if it's our thought was, well, if we can we can make something permanent here in Rapid City in late February, early March, outside of tourist season, it's a good economic boon for them every year during that time. And then if the membership wants to keep the three-day events, then we just hold track and field in in Sioux Falls every year uh, at, a, at a facility where where it can be where, where they can handle it. Where where um, would this go so next? That's the discussion. Would this have to go to the board of directors? Is that who would uh, sign well, up on this? We want to get some more. It, the feedback we got last week at at our state AD conference was uh, really informal. We want to get some really uh, a lot more formal feedback from our membership and get some better. Uh, it was like a show of hands type stuff at our at our AD conference. Um, the show of hands things that we got there, it showed pretty good support for keeping the three-day meet. And then we had breakout sessions with A and B where it was kind of 50-50 on the making them permanent at each place. Okay. Um, um, so we want to get a lot more formal feedback so we have – real data, real numbers, rather than just hands in the air. And we want those ADs to have a chance to talk with their board of directors, their their superintendents, and, and put something down on paper so that we have real data to talk to our board about. And like I said, the first thing we need to do is figure out what our membership wants to do with the state, the state track and field needs. And if they want to keep it three days, everybody at the same site, then, you know, then, then we're – we're, we're kind of locked into to Sioux Falls, but if they want to go back to the two day, then then we have the option to to go back and forth the track. 
Last one for Dan Sortos joining us tonight, South Dakota High School Activities Association Executive Director. I'll ask you, what about the State B boys? That was also talked about, State B boys basketball at the site selection committee. What was the thought there? Where did it come from saying, well, maybe maybe that could go to Rapid City or Sioux Falls instead of in Aberdeen every year? Well, I'll put my hand up and take the blame for, for, for this one. My, my thought was this. We've got the A girls coming out to, I think we're talking 26, 27. So this would be in 2027, March of 2027. Okay. We've got the eight girls going out and doing their state tournament at the Summit Arena. Okay. Okay. So my thought was, well, rather than having the A girls and the A boys both go out there and the A boys are out there the year prior, we've got the A and AA boys both in Rapid City. At the same time, because the Premier Center is not available. Okay. So it would be the A boys going back-to-back in Rapid City, along with the A girls also being in Rapid City. And I thought, well, maybe for this one year, maybe we flip the A boys and B boys and put the A boys in, in Aberdeen and put the B boys in Rapid City. And, um, you know hear how uh, wonderful the atmosphere is in Aberdeen. Let the boys, uh, A-boys, experience that atmosphere also. And it also gives the B-boys an opportunity to play at the Summit Arena or at the Premier Center, uh, which they haven't had an opportunity to do yet. So it was just an idea for me. There wasn't a whole lot of, you know, uh, we didn't, there wasn't a whole lot of support on, I I don't want to say there wasn't a whole lot of support, it was just really off the wall, and they said, "Well, we better, we better hear from the membership on that." And the Class B, you know, when we did the breakouts and asked the Class B about that, they were pretty, pretty solid on wanting to stay in Aberdeen. Okay. Um, so I, I think that's where we'll end up staying for, for the time being. But it was more of a logistical. Maybe we can, you know, instead of having, uh, for some schools, there's a lot of travel to get to Rapid City. So if you're going to have your boys out there two years in a row and your girls qualify out there, and we've got wrestling out there, it might ease the budget a little bit. Maybe let's we can have it in Aberdeen for a year, and we can allow the B-boys to, to go play in the Summit Arena, which is a fantastic venue. And so the thought was, what are your thoughts on, you know, on like every every four years or so, we flip the A and, a and B-boys and put the A-boys in Aberdeen and, the A was the A was open to it. The B, the B, there was just a few that were that uh, thought, yeah, let's let's take a look at that. The rest of them said, no, let's stay in, let's stay in Aberdeen. Interesting. So I uh, think that's where we'll end up. Okay. Going. Interesting discussion. That's good stuff. I wanted to uh, uh, get up to speed on a lot of this stuff. Busy week ahead. Annual meeting uh, Wednesday. Board of Directors meeting Thursday. I always want to keep you plugged in well, on can the. Can I ice. clarify? Yeah. Yeah. We have our annual meeting, and then we start our board of directors meeting right on Wednesday, right okay. after that annual meeting. Okay, perfect. And that we go that afternoon, and we 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 start right with uh, the the sports rule proposals Wednesday afternoon, and then Thursday morning we finish up with the financials and all the other stuff Thursday morning. But okay. we'll have our annual meeting at eleven central Wednesday, and then the regular meeting will start at around 12, 12.30 Central Time uh, Wednesday. Good stuff. And then we'll finish up Thursday morning. 
We'll keep your eye on that uh, because there's some things on the docket, no doubt, some possible changes to basketball, things of that nature as well. Dan Swartos on tonight, Executive Director for the Activities Association in Pier. Dan, always appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for hopping on. Dan Swartos tonight, Executive Director, South Dakota High School Activities Association. Big week. Um, the main day there, it sounds like Wednesday. And we're going to keep an eye on that. Some tweaks and some agenda items, uh, some votes to be had. Interesting stuff. Really interesting. Good stuff. Um, I'm going to expand on this a little bit more on the name, image, and likeness discussion, which is going to happen Wednesday, and that's going to be going to the board, uh, the boards of each school, essentially. you got to get 60% of the schools to say yes to change the bylaws there in the Constitution. And so that would be the high school kids here in South Dakota now could do name, image, and likeness, not associated with their school or, or their athletic team. How would that work? What would that be like? I'll expand on that. Um, the schools look like they're going to be able to vote on that. That'll be discussed uh, this week. Interesting. Ryan Ballinger covered the Masters at Augusta. The Golf News Net, one of the great golf analysts on the way. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Ah, the birds are singing. They know that spring is almost here, a time for renewal. Renewal by Anderson Windows, that is. It's almost spring, and if you've suffered through another winter in a cold, drafty house with worn-out old windows, now's the time to invest in the best windows you can get from Renewal by Anderson. Wouldn't it be great to let some fresh spring air in that house with windows that actually open smoothly, make your house quiet, secure, and save you a ton of money on energy bills? Please scan that QR code. Visit rbarapidcity.com. Spring is a time for Renewal by Anderson. Visit you in your lovely house, which will be made so comfy with Renewal by Anderson Windows. Well, I guess I could. Just visit the website at here. You can use my laptop. Oh, gee, thanks. Glad to help. But as long as I'm already here. Oh, by all means, please stay for dinner, Mom. Well, if you insist. Ew, salmon again? Get over it. Visit rbarapidcity.com today for a free consultation. Lower your heating and cooling bills with windows from Renewal by Anderson of Rapid City. rbarapidcity.com. Go for comfy. Hi, this is Cody Young at High Plains Physical Therapy and Aquatic Therapy Center. I started High Plains PT in 1999, and we've been providing personalized care in Rapid City to help our patients get back in action. Remember, you have a choice for who you go to see for physical therapy. With our state-of-the-art Aquatic Therapy Center, we are equipped to help you achieve your health goals. At High Plains, we'll give you the one-on-one -on -one treatment you deserve. We look forward to working with you at our new facility. To get started, visit highplainspt.com. Need somewhere to go for a quick bite to eat for lunch? Murphy's has you covered with a half sandwich and soup lunch special, plus daily specials to get you fueled up and ready for the rest of the day. Meet and eat for lunch at Murphy's, a Rapid City icon. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the iCouple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in your sports, your show. Glad to have you here on an Easter Monday, kicking off the week. Glad you're a part of the program. If you missed some of the show, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. It's always available wherever you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, SoundCloud. So catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. You've got us, all the guests, all the shows as we kick off the week on Fox Sports Rapid City. Straight ahead, Keith Smith, national NBA writer on tap. Uh, interesting headlines out of the NBA. We'll get to it. Frank Schwab on the way, NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. 
Let's get some Masters reaction. John Rahm goes the distance. 31 holes. Got it done. Came from behind against Brooks Kepka. TheGolfNewsNet.com. Find him on Twitter at Ryan Ballingy. It is Ryan Ballingy of the Golf News Net, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Ryan, good to have you on. How are you? Good, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I want to get your reaction to some of this. There's some storylines here. Um, before we get into the John Rom win, um, I look at it and say, how tough was the golfing atmosphere, weather, um, having to quit, start again? How tough is that as you've watched these guys? I mean, they're pros. I get it. It was jumbled over the weekend. They're paid to do what they did, but they don't do it that often. And I think that makes for a very difficult competitive environment on any golf course, much less one of the trickiest in the world, one of the best tests we've got in the game. And for, for John Rahm to come into a Sunday that he knew was going to be a marathon day and he knew he was going to have to play pretty close to perfect golf to probably get this thing done against the guy, Brooks Kepka, who had done this four times and had never lost a major championship with a share of the 54-hole lead. Um, that's awfully impressive. And for him to then wind up winning this whole thing by four after starting that Sunday down four to make an eight-stroke turnaround and, and, frankly, make it look pretty easy in the process, uh, that, that, that's probably the capper of all of it. Have you seen this coming with John Rahm, number one player now in the world? Yeah, I mean, to be, to be frank, I, I, I really saw it from day one uh, when he came out as a professional golfer from Arizona State. You could tell he had the drive. He had an interest in being the best player in the world. He didn't seem burdened by the idea of being the best or any, any of the, the responsibilities or expectations that come with being that, that player. And he's molded himself into a guy that has evolved as a player, too, from one that used to get extremely hot-headed and let his emotions kind of overtake him to a guy who plays a lot more thoughtfully at golf. I, I think a guy that has realized he's not the best at everything, but he's really, really, really good at everything, and that that adds up to make him a, a very special player and how to utilize that and trust in that and believe in that to become a two-time major champion. I, I really think this is the beginning for him, not not the culmination. Is there a real storyline as we watched yesterday? I'm watching that going, okay, you got a live golfer and a PGA golfer. Is that storyline evident? I think to some people. I mean, I don't think to the, to many of the millions of people that watch the Masters and maybe the only uh, golf tournament they view every year or maybe just the major championships, the men's majors. To those folks, I don't think it necessarily meant a whole lot. They know the name Brooks Kepka. They know the name John Rahm. They they were interested, but I, I don't. I think to a percentage of the audience, those live undertones were evident and important and were referenced, and and there was some component to that. But but I also think people, on the whole, at least the reactions for what I saw, were happy to see. Brooks Kepka again on a major championship stage as a relevant player, as a guy who had an opportunity to win regardless of his affiliation, and frankly probably hope to see a little bit more of that in the future for him. Were people happy seeing Phil Mickelson make that run yesterday? I think people almost went back to their default views on, on Phil. If you really liked watching him play before the whole Saudi mess and going to live, and the comments that he's made and the way he's kind of conducted himself, it seemed like a lot of people just went to the default of, hey, this guy's really entertaining when he's playing his best golf. 
and it didn't hurt that he shot a best ball 14 under 58 with Jordan Spieth as his partner yesterday in, the, in their pairing. And that's what the Masters is about, really. It doesn't matter who you are or where you came from or how you got there, but that you are entertaining to the patrons and the people watching. And so I think people took a lot away from that. And credit to Phil Mickelson. He didn't really demonstrate any kind of form in the last two years after winning the PGA Championship, becoming the oldest major championship winner. Now he's the oldest guy to win a major, and he's the oldest guy to finish second in a major. That's uh, that's that's historic levels of longevity in this game. Ryan Ballangian tonight, great site, thegolfnewsnet.com. Find him on Twitter, at Ryan Ballangian and Golf News Net. So I look at Tiger. Um, he was in it. He made the cut. Now he's not. He wasn't contending essentially, but things change pretty quick over the weekend sometimes. And then he has to withdraw. What do we What do we see here? Was it plantar fasciitis or was it this leg? I mean, I, I saw reports that like his leg was really messed up. Yeah, I mean, his leg's not in great shape. It, it, it hasn't been since the car accident. He's he said a couple of different times he's frankly lucky lucky to still have it in some respects. So I. I the plantar fasciitis, I think, is a piece of this, but I think it's anyone with bad bones or bad ligaments, or you know, they they know when the weather really turns, it can really mess with them, mess the, with their mobility. And it was really gross and nasty on Saturday. I mean, the the weather was very cold. It was windy. It was wet. It was raining. I I, I mean, some people saw, and there there was some footage of this from from the Masters of just him struggling to walk, just even to take steps around Augusta National at that point, and I think the race had been run. He proved his point. He could make the cut. He got there to the weekend, needed a little help from Justin Thomas and Sun J.M. to do that, but he got to the weekend for the 23rd consecutive time. He ties the mark for the most consecutive cuts made in the Masters. That's an incredible achievement, especially how the last few years have gone. And now, when do you see him again, I guess is the, is the yeah. question. But, um, what do you, uh, that's I don't what I'm wondering. Where does he go? I don't expect to see him at the PGA Championship. I, I think the turnaround is a little bit too much for what we saw at Augusta National. I mean, it's a lot of work for him just to play competitive golf for four days in a row, much less kind of deal with the start and stop and, and the bad weather. This could take a little while to recover from. I, I would expect we see him at Los Angeles. Um, he obviously has California roots. That's probably pretty important to him. Obviously, the weather is going to be nicer, I think, moving forward. And I've thought about this since the car wreck, really. Tiger needs warm weather. He even needed it after coming back from the back surgeries. Warm weather is his friend. Uh, allows him to move easier, get around better. And when he plays the Masters, you're rolling the dice. That Weather like this can happen. It can be colder. It can be windy. It can also be warm like it was on Thursday when it was incredible. And it's his favorite golf tournament in the world, so he's not going to walk away from that yet. But it's a much harder sell to say, hey, come and play and. 55, 65 degree temperatures when your body's not going to like it versus playing in the U.S. Open in venues where you're going to play and it's 75, 80, 90 degrees outside. Ryan, before I let you run, what happened to Rory McIlroy? And I see he's withdrawing here from the next tournament. Yeah, he's withdrawing from the RBC Heritage this week, which is a designated tournament on the PGA Tour. They were going to have 43 of the world top 50 this week. Now it's down to 41, I believe, with McElroy and Will Zalatoris withdrew. He had a microdiscectomy procedure on his back, unfortunately for him, so he'll be out the rest of uh, the 2023 PGA Tour season. But for McElroy, I, I think Augusta National is in his head. He knows it's the one place he hasn't won a major. He knows it's the one place he's had the biggest heartbreak in a major championship. It, it's 
it's a lot to ask of him, I think, mentally to kind of get over those hurdles right now. But at some point in his career, if he's going to do this, he's got to figure out how to get out the gate and not get so far behind the eight ball that he feels he's got to play kind of crazy, aggressive golf in the second round and subsequent rounds to feel like he's got to catch up. There's, that's no way to win a Masters. And uh, I, unless he can get around that mental block, I don't see him getting a green jacket. That was something, man. Rory McIlroy not not even in uh, contention at all from the start there. Ryan Ballinger covering the Masters. Find his site, thegolfnewsnet.com. Ryan, always good, man. Thanks for the time tonight. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thegolfnewsnet.com. If you haven't hit that golf site, that's the place. Find him on Twitter at Ryan Ballinger and Golf News Net. Live talking Masters. Tiger... Um, limping around there i was watching that video boy that was that was a grinder i saw one video where he couldn't after a shot he could barely even walk that was a grinder so he pulls out of the tourney um john rom comes from behind four down to win by four john rom unbelievable sunday yesterday 31 holes that's something that is something um, let's take a quick call here before we get to our next guest. Thanks for uh, calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. What's up? Like, I I have a serious question for you. Oh. Do we really have nobody else that we can latch on to that we have to see Tiger just, like, In crawl pain? around the yeah. course? Yeah. Like, like it's on ESPN. Like, like, is there no other golfer that we can <laughs> latch on to? Well, like, I, I think, yeah, I don't know if there will be another Tiger. Let me just put that. Let me just say that there should be other guys, and there are other guys, but there's no Tiger. There's no Tiger. I mean, he that, that was painful to watch, though. I will tell. I will say that. Right. Well, it's like let him go off into. The, he rode into the sunset. And the media just chased after him in a helicopter. Like, let it go. <laughs> well, by the way, I don't think he wants to give it up, right? I mean, I well, think I think he's fair. an ultra competitor. I think he's going to go till he like like uh, the weekend. He couldn't walk. Yeah, it, it's like Michael Jordan's, and only way worse. Yeah, I know like, what you're saying. I, yeah, it's like I would I I pull for the guy, but at a certain point, it's just like, dude, give it up. Yet he still played better than Rory McIlroy. But anyway, okay, all right, come on, <laughs> thanks, buddy. All right, have a good I night, appreciate buddy. it. Um, see, and that's the deal. I mean, here's Tiger out there on one leg, and he still makes the cut, and he beat you know beats half the field. It's unbelievable. But it was painful to watch there. The the injury, the leg injury, that that was that was ugly. That looked rough. Looks like uh, me getting out of bed these days. Anyway, all right, Keith Smith's on the way. NBA writer, why do I have Keith on? We don't talk a ton of NBA. I got to get into this Timberwolves altercation, and I got to get into this NBA playoff scenario because now's the time where most people say, okay, now they start playing. Keith Smith, live next. You're listening to the Nate Brown. Ah, the birds are singing. They know that spring is almost here, a time for renewal. 
Renewal by Anderson Windows, that is. It's almost spring, and if you've suffered through another winter in a cold, drafty house with worn-out old windows, now's the time to invest in the best windows you can get from Renewal by Anderson. Wouldn't it be great to let some fresh spring air in that house with windows that actually open smoothly, make your house quiet, secure, and save you a ton of money on energy bills? Please scan that QR code. Visit rbarapidcity.com. Spring is a time for renewal by Anderson. Fox Sports Rapid City Forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with lows around 49. Southerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny tomorrow, high temperatures reach up to 80. Mainly clear again tomorrow night, lows level off around 51. Mainly sunny skies and calm Wednesday with highs in the upper 60s, chance for scattered showers Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 73. First Gold continues to be Deadwood's most rewarding gaming destination. Every Friday through Sunday, win your share of $8,600 in promo play through hot seat drawings. Don't miss the lucky $7,000 giveaway on Saturday night, where we draw for $1,000 cash winners every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, April 29th, it's Deadwood's biggest single-day giveaway, the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Being in a different profession for 38 years, uh, it was rather scary to go into a business of my own. When I decided to be able to go into this business, I worked with Joni, who helped me get set up with banking for my business and just helping me figure out what I need to do to navigate being self-employed. Banking with Pioneer Bank makes me feel like that small town that I grew up in. They're just like family. They're there to help take care of you and to help you be successful. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show on an Easter Monday. Thanks for being here. Hope you had a solid weekend. Maybe took a little time off, I hope. Enjoyed your Easter. We're back this week on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Keith Smith on tonight, NBA writer, spot track contributor. Find him on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. Okay, I want to get his thoughts on, on a few things. We're going to start Timberwolves and the situation with Rudy Gobert, Kyle Anderson, and, and Rudy Gobert now out of the play-in game tomorrow against the Lakers. Keith, good to have you back on. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Okay, you give me your take. Um, it's my question of the day, Keith. I asked my audience, there's some regional Timberwolves fans up here, and I said, did the Timberwolves make the right call in suspending Rudy Gobert, essentially? They they sent him home yesterday after he threw the punch. Kyle Anderson, they had a verbal altercation, then Gobert throws the right arm. They send him home. Now he's out tomorrow. Um, is that the right call by the organization? I think so. You, you just can't have somebody punching a player. Uh, a teammate in the middle of a game like that. It just was a bad, bad look. And I get it. Kyle Anderson was goading him, was really, you know, pushing his buttons. But if you're Rudy Gobert there, like, hey, say your piece back because you don't have to just stand there and take it. But you, you just can't you can't hit him. And you can almost see as he was throwing the punch, it almost looked like he was like, man, I got to hold up. I can't you know, really lay him out here. And that, that just – you know, it's just a bad look, and it's a tough spot. And now he's put his team in a tough spot going into their biggest game of the season tomorrow night. Okay, I look at it, though, um, Keith, and I say, 
the Timberwolves have had success when Gobert's not in the lineup. Their percentage winning is good, as opposed to when he is in the lineup. What's what's it been about Gobert's fit with Minnesota? Um, they traded for him. You know, it's supposed to be a big acquisition here. Has it worked? Yeah, he's just a tricky guy to fit because he is someone who, obviously, at his best, is a dominating defensive force in and around the paint. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but he is, in, on offense, he's a guy who things seem to get a little bit better when Mike Conley got there because Mike Conley, after years of playing with him in Utah, seems to understand, all right, I got to get him the ball here and get a throw it here if you want him to be successful. But he's just a, a tough guy to fit. And defensively, even as great as he is, if you don't have the other four guys defending in a way where it's meant, hey, we're going to funnel guys to him and let him clean things up inside, and that's how we're going to play, you're going to struggle. And that, that's been something the Wolves have struggled with all year. So just hasn't been a good fit. Now, in their defense, They've had to kind of reinvent themselves three different times this season. Once, they started out with Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert, and just as it looked like, all right, hey, we're kind of figuring this thing out, Towns went down, and then they had to kind of reinvent themselves. And then they had other injuries that caused them. Then they had to trade, and then Towns comes back. So you've had you know very uh, many different versions of this team, and that's just been really, really tough for them to deal with. Okay, Keith Smith on tonight, NBA writer, spot track contributor. Find him on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. talking T-Wolves. So they have the Lakers tomorrow. Um I look at it, everybody looks and says, well, Minnesota's in self-destruct mode. They, their best defender punched a wall. Um, he broke his hand. He's out. What should Minnesota Timberwolves fans think of this team this year? They had a pretty nice year overall, um, but they're, they're, they got the Lakers tomorrow. It seems like an uphill climb. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game for, for them just because, you know, the Lakers, after the trade deadline, they've really kind of figured it out. And, you know, shocker, once you build a roster that actually makes sense around LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you start playing pretty well. But that's exactly what's happened, and they've been playing pretty good basketball. So I think we're in a spot with the, the Lakers where, you know, the Wolves are going to have a hard time with that, probably mostly with defending them. That's probably going to be their their biggest difficulty and not having Jaden McDaniel is huge because he's the guy you were going to put on LeBron James and say, all right, you know, not that he's going to shut him down or take him completely out of the game, but you're going to say, hey, make him work. You know, we're, we're going to really make him work to get his points and those kind of things. And not having him, I think in some ways, is a bigger loss than Gobert. So now I think your approach has to be, hey, we're going to try to get up and down and score some points and make them play in a game that they don't really want to play in, which is a running game. And that some people may look at the pace and say they've played very fast, but that was mostly with Russell Westbrook. They've slowed way down since trading him. So I think the Wolves' best bet here is turn this thing into a shootout and see if we can get through that way. Overall, do the, is the NBA play-in working how people want it to? Some teams getting to yeah, stay in the hunt here? I think so. I think, you know, the fact that, I, I know Dallas made a little bit of a mockery of the whole thing at the end of the season, but we get down to two weeks to go. And we only had about four teams eliminated, and that's you know really, really incredible. So I think when you combine the flattened lottery odds at the top, which makes it so teams don't have to you know be horrendously bad right out of the gate. You can just be kind of a naturally bad team, which is what Detroit and San Antonio and Houston were, and Charlotte eventually ended up being. Uh, that combined with giving teams something to play for late into the year, that really put us in a spot where 
now all of a sudden you're seeing these games matter more deeper into the season and teams have something to play for. So I think it's been a huge success. And then not only that, the playing games themselves are a ton of fun because you get into into the closest we get to March Madness with this kind of you know single elimination, pseudo single elimination style tournament. It's a lot of fun. Okay, Keith, you referenced it. And if people aren't aware of this, Dallas Mavericks had a chance to get into this play-in deal. They didn't play any of their stars in that game to do that. They lost. They're out. Now the NBA is going to look at this and say, what happened here? Who made the call? Where do you think this is going to go? You think the NBA's right to look at Dallas essentially? It's, it's a big tank job. I think so. Now, you know, this is where a bunch of people say, you know, didn't the Trailblazers do this? Didn't the Jazz start doing this? Sure, they did, they did too, but they also did it with guys who were dealing with legitimate injuries. And the Mavs openly just said, hey, we're going to sit some guys. And then Jason Kidd kind of dug them into a hole when he said with two games to go, yeah, we're going in a different direction. We're not trying to make the, the post the play-in anymore. We're not trying to get into the postseason. And that's that's, I think, the NBA's bigger problem, is you openly said, you know, hey, we don't really care. We're tanking these last couple games. And that's only a few years ago on the heels of Mark Cuban saying, yeah, it's better for us to lose a bunch of games and get a better draft pick. And the NBA didn't really like that either. So it's kind of one of those things where, hey, if you're going to do it, just do it. You don't need to tell the world what you're doing. So I think, you know, I personally don't have a ton of issue with it i kind of get this is a unique spot they have a top 10 protected pick they want to try to hang on to that so dallas was you know basically trying to you know put themselves in the best position moving forward but you just can't be so open and brazen about it okay keith so if if dallas made the postseason that top 10 protected pick is gone yeah so what would happen is that pick would go to the new york knicks if that pick was going to be 11 or later or go to the new york knicks so i think dallas is thinking, you know, hey, we got to get this pick. Uh, I don't think they're going to use it in a, in the normal sense as far as drafting a player and shepherding that guy along. I think it is, hey, this gives us some trade capital that we can put into a deal to put our guy, the right kind of guys because they obviously don't have the right mix around Luka Doncic, and I assume what they hope is a re-signed Kyrie Irving. So I, I think you're going to see that, that or not see, but that was the major motivation of we got to keep this pick so it doesn't go – to the Knicks. Now, the uh, flaw in that logic could be one team jumps them in the draft order as it stands today, and they get pushed back to 11, and that pick is gone. So they got to be hoping uh, things go to form in the lottery, at least in the early uh, uh, teams that come up on the board. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I didn't love that story uh, if you followed it. Keith Smith, NBA on Twitter. Spot track contributor, NBA writer Keith Smith on tonight. Keith, always appreciate it. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Keith Smith tonight, Spot Track NBA contributor. Find him on Twitter. Follow him at Keith Smith NBA. He'll get you set for the postseason. The play in starts tomorrow. T Wolves, Lakers. And uh, the Wolves not in a great spot, I would say. Rudy Gobert suspended, you know, punching a teammate yesterday. Their best defender breaks his hand, punching a wall. And now you got LeBron and the Lakers tomorrow in the play-in. The other play-in is Atlanta-Miami, the Hawks and the Heat. Okay, if you didn't follow that Dallas Mavericks story, very confusing, very confusing. Dallas Mavericks have a top 10 protected pick if they don't make the playoffs. They were a game away from making this play-in tournament 
a game away from being in the play-in tournament, that would be an issue for them to get a top-10 pick. So they sat all their starters. They essentially bailed on the game at the end of the regular season. That's just, that just can't happen. I don't know what rules or what things you got to change. In the interest of integrity of sports and competition and, and the stuff we love sports about, competing the best of the best, you can't have teams bailing in the last game of the year. Well, yeah, we kind of want it. We're going to make the play-in tournament. Probably not going to make it far in the playoffs anyway. Let's get a draft pick so we can make sure we can trade something and, and things like that. There's got to be a tweak there. So if the NBA is going to investigate, investigate how you make changes that that doesn't happen. That That's just a bad, bad deal. Into the drive at 5 tonight on this Monday, the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. I've got something for you. It's this. What should we think of South Dakota sending it to the schools for a vote on if our high school kids should do name, image, and likeness compensation? How many states are doing high school name, image, and likeness compensation? How many states are allowing it? Those numbers are out. I'll get into it next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com KIMM Rapid City and K294 BD Rapid City The Black Hills Sports Station 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. 
Where can you get surprisingly great rates on auto and renter's insurance? At State Farm. I'm State Farm agent Matt McCormick, and I'm your one-stop shop in Rapid City for protecting your car and your stuff for surprisingly great rates. So stop looking around. Call me, State Farm agent Matt McCormick, for surprisingly great auto and renter's rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting heard weekdays, 10 to 1 on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM. Fox Sports. Hey, welcome back in on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show. We are live. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Glad to be back on a Monday. Hope you had a nice Easter weekend. 106.7 FM, 11.50 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Live with Frank Schwab coming up. NFL writer, Yahoo Sports. What's it mean that Odell Beckham Jr.? He's getting $15 million guaranteed to go to the Ravens. Boy, what's that mean? I, I think that's bizarre. Bizarre. What's going on? Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports NFL writer. Sam Herter's in tonight. Herosports.com, FCS college football national writer. He has some interesting thoughts on what teams may be looked at to go to the Mountain West Conference if they make a change. There's talks about San Diego State and the Mountain West going to the Pac-12, potentially. So then the Mountain West would need to bring in a team. Would they look at FCS teams? I have my doubts. We'll get into it. Sam Herter coming up. The drive at five on this Monday, driven by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com. SummitAutoGRP.com. When it comes to car buying truly built around you, the Summit difference. Okay, um, here's what's going on this week in South Dakota High School sports. I want to uh, get you up to speed on this. Okay. Um, South Dakota is going to look at, now this is going to go to the member school, so I'm going to walk you through the process. South Dakota High School Activities Association is changing the bylaws that's going to go to a vote of allowing high school students to have name, image, and likeness compensation. So if you listen to the show over the years, especially over the last couple of years, we're heavily into the Name, image, and likeness and the, and the sports business side and some of the stuff that's real-world impact uh, for student-athletes and colleges and the whole thing. Now, we haven't gotten into the high school stuff that much, but I said back in the day, it's going to go from college and just wait. This is going to get into high school. Now, I didn't know it would actually come to South Dakota very quickly, but it's all happened at, at ultra speed here. As a matter of fact, I looked at the numbers here today. How many states allow name, image, and likeness compensation for high school kids? How many? 25. So we're up to we're up to half. 25. And you got DC in here, so so go with 26 there. You got Washington, DC in and of itself. So 26 municipalities, if you want to say that, allow this. Name, image, and likeness compensation for high school athletes. Now, what's happening this week is the South Dakota High School Activities Association is going to send this to the schools, and whether that's the Rapid City School Board and all the other schools across the state, the school boards are going to have to look at this and say, would we want this, name, image, and likeness opportunities for high school kids? And 60% have to vote yes. They laid out the rules, and I'm not going to get into every one, but the Activities Association covered it like, hey, you can't 
use your school gear to profit. You can't use your athletic prowess to profit. You know, all of that stuff. But could you have a Nate Brown show sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, what happened? Well, why didn't we have this when I, you know, was in high school? Anyway, it would have been five cents to keep the change. Um, so can you have a Nate Brown show sandwich? Yes. Yes. Like something like that. Could you do a camp or something like that and get paid off of that? Yes. So there are situations here where the name, image, and likeness, I'm going to tell you this. If the schools in the state, 60% of them say yes, do I think that's okay? I really do. There's a lot of folks, well, I shouldn't say a lot. Some folks here listen to the show today and I can say, and I've heard them. Oh, my goodness. Name, image, and likeness, bull crap coming to South Dakota high school kids. And now we're going to have high school kids doing car dealership commercials. We're going to have, they're going to be doing this commercial and that commercial. Just relax, relax. Here's my argument to that. If you're just a normal high school kid, you're not a student athlete, you're not the quarterback, you're not this. Can you do this stuff? Can you go and make money off this and make money off that? Yes, you can. You can really do anything. You can do anything. So why do we, why is it? I've never understood from the sports side and the athlete side, the kids that put in even extra work in the extracurriculars, they can't do anything. And oh, yo, that's your amateur status. Oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a bad deal if you have to. Um, you're sponsoring this buffet down at the restaurant. Some folks, this isn't gonna go crazy. I believe that. I don't think it's gonna go crazy because I've already talked to folks that, like in Tennessee, I've seen this. There's name, image, and likeness has been going on in Tennessee. There's hardly any deals. There's no big deals. Nobody's walking through here signing a high school kid to a million-dollar deal. The best of the best, you hear about the big ones and the millions of dollars that are flowing through college sports and the big boy sports. I, I get that. Some of that's out of control. I absolutely believe that. But if name, image, and likeness were allowed for students here in South Dakota, I think it's okay because... We don't put a bunch of rules and red tape on other students. You can't do this and this and this. But when it comes to the sports side, oh, man, if you're a basketball player, no, no, we, we got to keep it. Oh, no, you can't even think of this. It's just a little extra part-time job of some sort, some way. Maybe a kid has a social media following that a drive through wants to partner with him on for an ice cream sundae this summer. It's little... It's not the end of the world, and I don't think it's going to corrupt high school sports in South Dakota. It'll be okay. Nonetheless, that's what's happening this week. They're talking about it at the annual meeting, and then it'll go to the member schools. A change in the bylaws in South Dakota high school activities would have to take 60% of our schools to say, yes, this is okay. And I hope they do it. I hope they do it. That's, I know there's some old school saying, well, this is just a mess. It's not as bad as it looks based on the national, some of the national headlines that we've seen. South Dakota is not going to be running wild with high school name, image, and likeness deals. But if there's a few here and there, a couple of small deals with some athletes, as other students uh, can do, why not let them do it? 
I'm okay with it. 25 states allow it, along with Washington, D.C. South Dakota, the vote will go to the schools. We could become number 26. We're back with Frank Schwab, NFL writer, Yahoo Sports. I want to get to why Odell Beckham Jr. is getting $15 million guaranteed from the Baltimore Ravens. Do you guys see what I see? We'll talk to Frank Schwab next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Ah, the birds are singing. They know that spring is almost here, a time for renewal. Renewal by Anderson Windows, that is. It's almost spring, and if you've suffered through another winter in a cold, drafty house with worn-out old windows, now's the time to invest in the best windows you can get from Renewal by Anderson. Wouldn't it be great to let some fresh spring air in that house with windows that actually open smoothly, make your house quiet, secure, and save you a ton of money on energy bills? Please scan that QR code, visit rbarapidcity.com. Spring is a time for Renewal by Anderson. Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with lows around 49. Southerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny tomorrow, high temperatures reach up to 80. Mainly clear again tomorrow night, lows level off around 51. Mainly sunny skies and calm Wednesday with highs in the upper 60s, chance for scattered showers Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 72. Head to Pulp's Tire Service for huge savings on auto and light truck tires. Now through April 30th, get $70 instant savings on a set of four select Bridgestone tires. Get $60 instant savings on a set of four select Firestone tires. Increase your savings by $30 when you use your Pulp's credit card. Plus, you can save an additional $20 off installation when you buy four select Bridgestone or Firestone tires. Hurry to Pulp's. Offers end April 30th. Pulp's. We know tires and service. You should know Pulp's. Visit Pulp'sTire.com. Subject to credit approval. See store for complete details. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it. Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear. Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Getting a tax refund? Need a better car or truck? Find it at Danny Manhole Rapid Chevrolet. During our Markdown Madness, shop over 300 used cars, trucks, and SUVs. GMCs, Rams, Fords, Imports, and more. Many late model local trades. Plus, used and certified pre-owned Chevys. With qualified credit, buy with no money down and make no payments for 90 days. 16 local and national lenders available and all applications accepted. Shop the Black Hills best selection in person at Danny Manhole Rapid Chevrolet or DannyManholeRapidChevrolet.com. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Jensen at Physio. We want to be your trusted partner for physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab. As the official strength and conditioning partners for Stevens, Central, Douglas, and the Rapid City Rush, our team at Physio is building the best athletes in the Black Hills. If you have an athlete in the family, we offer long-term athlete development at affordable prices for middle and high school students. We also have the only board-certified sports PT in Rapid City. At our brand-new facility, Physio is ready to help you perform at your best. One-on-one physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab, all at one place. Get started at bhphysio.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. 
And welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live Fox Sports Rapid City. A reminder, the Nate Brown Show podcast available. If you want to download it, you've got us. And if you can't catch the show live four to six weekdays, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. Every show right there, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, SoundCloud, however you get your podcasts. The Nate Brown Show podcast ready for you. We're in the Drive at 5, driven by Summit Automotive Group on South Dakota Sports Talk Show with Frank Schwab in tonight. YahooSports.com. Find him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab, NFL betting writer. Frank, good to get you back on. How are you? Hey, good. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you coming on this Monday. I want to get your reaction here. There's a couple of things. Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back off the injury. Um, One-year deal. Fifteen million. Why did the Ravens do this? Well, I, I, the you know the the surface reason is that there's no receivers out there. They they have the worst receiver room in the league, and there's no path to get one. I mean, the the only one that's really changed teams this off season that I can think of off the top of my head anyway, unless I'm missing something, is when the Chicago Bears traded the first overall pick and they got DJ Moore and a lot of picks obviously back in return. There's there was nobody in free agency, nobody really in trade market. You couldn't land a number one receiver. I don't know if Odell Beckham's that guy anymore, but it, he was the one who was available. And and no no one year deal's that bad. Like it's it's one year, whatever. Like I'm not Steve Biscotti's uh, accountant. What does it matter to me how much he spends? I, it, it's not killing them on the cap for years to come. And then the below the surface reason is, was this done to kind of mend fences with Lamar? I mean everybody's got to be thinking that, right? Like. Lamar was, you know, I mean, recruiting him from what people have said. Is this an olive branch? Is this, hey, you know, we're, we we want to get you this guy. Look, if, if the Baltimore Ravens end up signing Lamar Jackson to a deal that both sides seem good with, especially the Ravens, then $15 million Odell Beckham Jr. was totally worth it to get their franchise quarterback back in the fold. We'll, we'll see. I think it goes a lot deeper than just, hey, the Ravens signed Odell Beckham. Now Lamar's going to be happy and resigned. But you, you can't help but put two and two together and wonder how much of this Odell Beckham Jr. signing was due to this you know, lingering Lamar Jackson deal. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. I really am. And I'm going, would that make Lamar happy enough? It feels like maybe it's an olive branch, but it feels like the issues are deeper there than, oh, we're going to bring Odell. Maybe you'll like that. Absolutely, they are, and it's probably too simplistic to put one and two together and say, you know, I, oh, yeah, this is going to bring Lamar back. I mean, there's contractual stuff that he's not going to forget about just because he got a good receiver, but, you know, maybe this is just a, again, it's, it's, it's a small gesture. It's, hey, we're building here for you. We're getting a guy you want to get in here. We're still in your corner. We still want to work this out. We want to, you know, be this, have this relationship for the next, Ten years, whatever it's going to be, uh, and I, I, so I think that maybe it's just that. Maybe it's more a gesture than, than you know. Oh, now he's going to sign. We'll see where it goes, though. I, I don't know how instrumental it is, but you know, and, and part of it too is just hey, it's the Ravens got to move on with their business. The, the Ravens got to prepare for a season. Well, Lamar's there, not there. Whatever's going to happen, they again had the worst, probably the worst quarter or receiver room in football. They needed to fix it. This was really the only way to go do it. So, you know, I mean, this might have nothing to do with Lamar at all. It's just the Ravens saying, hey, you know, I mean, this is just, we would have done this no matter who our quarterback is. Why do you think uh, no teams were looking at the wide receiver market so thin? Why couldn't the Broncos get a deal for Jerry Judy? 
I think they were aiming pretty high with him. I mean, from uh, anything I've seen or heard or read, uh, they were going for a first, and I don't blame them at all. I don't, you know, this is a, such a thin receiver market that, you know, Sean Payton's a smart guy, George Payton, their GM, probably looked at the landscape and said, let's see if somebody just uh, desperate offers us the moon for Judy, even Cortland Sutton. I, I know that they they didn't shy away from the fact that they would listen. And it just didn't work out. I Nobody wanted to pay that premium for these guys. A little bit surprised. I mean, because, you know, if you're dangling Jerry Judy out there, he's better than probably any receiver outside of the first couple in the draft. Definitely better than anybody in free agency. Better than anybody who is realistically available in a trade. So, yeah, it's a little surprising they couldn't work something out. But, I mean, you know, they, they, it was one of those, hey, we'll, we'll put them on the market and see if somebody's willing to overpay. And if not, we're perfectly happy bringing Jerry Judy back after he had a pretty good season last year. Frank Schwab on tonight, yahoosports.com. Find him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Speaking of the Broncos, I don't know if this means anything. Picture of Sean Payton in, in Mexico on vacation. And people are making it a deal in, in the world of big deals. Oh, man, the draft's coming up, and Sean Payton's on vacation? Nah, I I don't really get too uptight about that kind of stuff. Look, these guys are still they're locked in. They need some – they're human beings. They, they need some time off. It's Guys go on vacation. They have side projects. They, we, you know, sometimes fans get kind of – over overstepping a little bit as far as like oh my god at this night he's not in the football three or six or five days a year then he's <laughs> then he's not into it when they're, they're just human beings that they live their lives they have other stuff going on i'm sure sean payton if the broncos need to reach him on something he's probably got his cell phone with him so i yeah it's no nothing to read into there i'm sure sean payton look this is this broncos thing is a big deal for sean payton it really is like he's not coming in here just because of whatever if Sean Payton can succeed with the Broncos. He takes his legacy to another level. I mean, he, he everybody can say, and a lot of people have said, yeah, sure, he had success with New Orleans. He had Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now, I don't think you could separate it like that. I, I don't think so. I think Sean Payton's a great coach. Drew Brees is a great quarterback. There, there's nothing wrong with both of them being great independently. But for anybody who thinks that Sean Payton was kind of carried along by a great quarterback, well, he comes in, if he fixes Russell Wilson or it's the next quarterback or whoever, if they have big success, even if they win a Super Bowl, that really sends Sean Payton as a Hall of Fame coach. And so he knows. I mean, he's not, I don't think it's, it's some sign that he's not taking this seriously. He's a very, very smart guy, and he knows exactly what this means for his legacy. Okay, I want to ask you, um, the draft's coming up, and teams, the report is, they're asking the Cardinals, hey, you want to trade that number three spot. What are teams looking for? Teams that need a QB? Got to be. I mean, I I think there's three big ones on the board if you count Anthony Richardson, and I do. I mean, I think just his physical skills are just off the charts. I mean, we all know that. So I think that between Young, Stroud, Richardson, I'm not a big Levis guy. I get it. I understand it. Everybody wants to see Josh Allen and him. Maybe a team will. But I think if you're the Colts at four, I think it's all a ploy. I think this is the, the Cardinals are strategically leaking out there that, yeah, we got six calls for number three. Might be true. It might just have been fishing calls too. Like, hey, you guys interested? No, okay, no problem. But they can leak it out there that hey, six teams have called us, and who's sitting at number four? Well, it's the Indianapolis Colts who desperately need a quarterback. You don't want to be the fourth team in a three quarterback draft if if you don't really buy into Will Levis. I think it's all ploy to get the Colts to move up one spot. Cardinals move down. They they draft Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, whoever they're going to draft number four. They don't need a quarterback. They're not drafting a quarterback. It's smart by them. This is, this is a great smoke screen. The Colts have to be legitimately worried that some team behind them in the pecking order 
is going to jump up to number three to take one of those big three quarterbacks, Richardson or whoever it's going to be. So they're probably sitting there going, well, we don't want to pay the cost to move up one spot, but if we want to get a quarterback we really like, hey, we got to do it. Okay, what percentage chance, Frank, that Lamar Jackson does play for the Ravens? I, I, I don't want to be crazy, but I think it's about 90. Like, really? No offers coming. Like, no offers. What's he going to do? Sit out? Like, what was it? I don't remember the franchise tag, but it's 30 million? I mean, it's in that range, right? Like, I think it's a ton of money for this franchise tag. He's really leaving that on the table. After the only money he's made is his rookie deal. I don't think he. There's no other option here. There's no other out. Sitting out of your. Yeah. Okay. You can do the Le'Veon Bell, and you're okay. You're closer. But what changes between now and then? Why would a team all of a sudden come with an offer if they didn't come with one this time around? I don't. You're still not getting the deal you want. His best option right now, by far, without question is mending fences with the Ravens. He did not get the deal he wanted. And, I, I look, this is not an ideal situation. It is not. When he looks at the landscape, he looks at Deshaun Watson and says, I'm a better player than Deshaun Watson, I'm more accomplished, and I'm not an off-field creep. Why can't I get his contract? And I totally understand that fully. I think he's gotten screwed in the process. I think that there's something going on other than just Washington is okay with Sam Howell. Come on. Like, there's something going on here. But... Whatever it is, it is. The situation right now for Lamar Jackson is there's no other offer out there. There's not one coming unless the Aaron Rodgers trade falls apart and the Jets have to do it. Like, that's the only out for him right now. And so what else is he going to do, sit out of football? And then what happens next March when nobody else offers him a contract? It's, he's basically, I think, got to go back to the Ravens. As much as that stinks for him, and I do think that something's going on uh, that, that's not above board here in the NFL. I mean, it, it's a nod and wink show that we're not going to give this guy a guaranteed contract for how many years. But that's the situation, so I don't see another option for him outside of the Ravens. 90%. I like it. Uh, YahooSports.com NFL betting writer Frank Schwab tonight. He's on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, always appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yep, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Frank Schwab tonight on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. YahooSports.com. His work there. He's on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Follow him there. Good stuff. On a Monday, we come right back with five questions from Chris. It's a Monday. It's an Easter Monday. You think I'm going to bail on this? I like the five questions from Chris today. Our loyal listener, Chris, sent them to me. I'll send you the answers on five next. This is the Nate Brown. Ah, the birds are singing. They know that spring is almost here, a time for renewal. Renewal by Anderson Windows, that is. It's almost spring, and if you've suffered through another winter in a cold, drafty house with worn-out old windows, now's the time to invest in the best windows you can get from Renewal by Anderson. Wouldn't it be great to let some fresh spring air in that house with windows that actually open smoothly, make your house quiet, secure, and save you a ton of money on energy bills? Please scan that QR code. Visit rbarapidcity.com. Spring is a time for Renewal by Anderson. Blackhawk. 10 Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in Deadwood. With great food, great service, and brand new 4K TVs, there's not a bad seat in the house. And every game is on at 10 Lizzie, where you can bet on Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and UFC. BetMGM Sportsbook at 10 Lizzie, the king of sportsbooks. What game are you betting on? Make your play at 10 Lizzie, Main Street, Deadwood. 
If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show. Rolling along on a Monday, the Nate Brown Show Live. If you missed the first hour, we had Dan Sortos on. Interesting discussion from the executive director of the Activities Association. A big week in high school sports. A meeting on Wednesday to talk about some possible pretty big changes in the high school sports landscape go to the nate brown show podcast if you can't hear the show live all two hours thought-provoking sports talk you know what that means on a monday you want thought-provoking sports talk you know we got to have five questions from chris right hey chris how you doing loyal listener chris putting in some work on an easter monday sending me five questions he said hey man are you gonna have a show on monday you better believe it All right, let's go. Five questions from Chris. Question number one. Nate, what punishment should NBA commissioner give to the Dallas Mavericks for resting nearly all of their starting players for that last game to try and get in the play-in game so they can protect their draft pick? Yeah, I don't know on that, Chris. I don't know what punishment they're going to give him. I don't know all of the lingo and language, the legalese behind this. Um, you know, if they punished him, like, well, they should not give him the pick anyway. They should take away future picks. Maybe that. Because you can't have the integrity of sports compromise like that. We have a chance to make the postseason, the NBA, and the Dallas Mavericks don't do it essentially on purpose. They rest their players because they wanted to keep their top 10 pick. You just can't have it. So I think, I guess you could look at taking away a future uh, first rounder. That works for me. Question number two, what is the major story of this year's Masters? John Rahm winning his first green jacket or Phil Mickelson at age 52 coming from behind there, tying for second? Um, That Mickelson story surprised me. I will say that. I, I, I was rooting for John Rahm yesterday. Seems like a... He loves history, respects the game, really good background there. So I think John Rahm winning it was great. But I think uh, a big story is that Phil Mickelson just kind of came out of nowhere. Looked like Phil was kind of done. I mean, his career. And he comes in and gets second? I didn't see that coming. Question number three, five questions from Chris. Milwaukee Brewers announced they will now allow beer sales till the end of the eighth inning. Normally, it's been to the seventh inning. Should more MLB teams begin looking at changing their last call for beer? The pace of the baseball games have been reduced with the shot, uh, the pitch clock. Um, should we move last call? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I like having a cold one. I love going to the ballpark. I got the dogs. I got the cold beers. I, I'm good. But I don't need Larry next to me just taking it deep into the eighth. I, I just, you know, one inning, the Brewers are going to change it. Of course, leave it leave it to the Brewers. 
I don't need Larry to take it into the eighth and uh, last call to move. Just just keep it seventh. We're clear. We're clean. I'm good with that. I don't need to go over the top and uh, go that route. Hey, eighth inning, huh? All right. Way hey, one more inning to drink beers. All right. Beer batters up. Okay. Question number four. The Pac-12 Conference still looking for a TV partner to show at least 60% of their college football games. It's been rumored that the CW Network could be in discussion to be their new media partner. With the Big 12 and the Big 10 courting current members of the Pac-12, what is the drop-dead date for the Pac-12 to get a media offer to keep their schools from not leaving? Well, it's just got to be coming up soon. I'm surprised the negotiations have continued to go on and on, Chris. Pac-12's got to get a deal soon. And CW, I guess, is in the mix. That's not great. you got to get a deal soon because the schools there are looking at it going, what's Washington thinking? What's Oregon thinking? What are these schools thinking? Hey, uh, are we going to be good here? Keep your eye on that. The college football realignment things, like, you never know what's going to happen. If I'm the Pac-12, I'm trying to get a deal done right now for TV money. Question number five, hockey. Boston Bruins made history yesterday breaking the NHL record for most wins in a single season, 63. Are they the favorites in capturing the Stanley Cup? Well, you got to put them up there. I mean, this isn't easy, right? Red Wings did this when they had different rules. So the Red Wings back in the 90s may be a little more impressive, I think. But the Bruins doing it now. I love seeing pro teams compete, play their guys, try and win. They didn't have to try and go for the record. I love seeing it. You're never going to see that in a lot of pro sports like the NBA, Major League Baseball. When they have things sewed up, they're like, eh, we're good. Let's, let's, let's rest some guys. I love that the Bruins went after it all season long. 63 wins. Are they the favorites? Mark them up. Boston Bruins. NHL playoffs start next Monday. Five questions from Chris in the books. Let's go to this college uh, story. Let's say the Mountain West Conference loses a team like San Diego State. Maybe they go to the Pac-12. Who should the Mountain West look at to add? North Dakota State? Montana? Montana State? Some discussion with Sam Herter on maybe what the Mountain West is thinking next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Ah, the birds are singing. They know that spring is almost here, a time for renewal. Renewal by Anderson Windows, that is. It's almost spring, and if you've suffered through another winter in a cold, drafty house with worn-out old windows, now's the time to invest in the best windows you can get from Renewal by Anderson. Wouldn't it be great to let some fresh spring air in that house with windows that actually open smoothly, make your house quiet, secure, and save you a ton of money on energy bills? Please scan that QR code. Visit rbarapidcity.com. Spring is a time for renewal by Anderson. Fox Sports Rapid City Forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with lows around 49. Southerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny tomorrow, high temperatures reach up to 80. Mainly clear again tomorrow night, lows level off around 51. Mainly sunny skies and calm Wednesday with highs in the upper 60s, chance for scattered showers Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 72. 
As the chief buffet officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole. Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread? Great question, Cole. No, <laughs> there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamony streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and PizzaRanch.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. And welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us all the time, foxsportsrapidcity.com. We're live on the radio, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, and you can also bring us up on your phone on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe to the channel. You've got us, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. And on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Welcome in Sam Herter, Herosports.com, FCS analyst. On Twitter, it's Sam Herter, FCS. Sam, good to get you back on, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I appreciate your time. I wanted to talk to you about this uh, scenario because there's discussion out there that, hey, from, from the Pac-12 to the Mountain West, uh, there, there could be some changes coming. And let's say, okay, San Diego State's Pac-12. Well, this leaves the Mountain West maybe looking at a team. And maybe they look at a team or two. I, I don't know how this plays out. But if the Mountain West is looking, do you think the FCS is in play there? That That's what I want to know. Yeah, I, I think there's uh, usually there's a trickle down effect. You know, the right the, the Power Five makes moves, and then that impacts the G Five. Then the G Five makes moves, and that impacts the FCS. And sometimes that goes all the way down to D two uh, realignment. So there usually is a trickle down effect. Uh, with this one, you know, I'm not sure exactly if it would uh, directly impact the FCS. Uh, you know, if if the Pac-12 took Maybe they try to make a power move, and they took four Mountain West teams. Then I think we could have a legit conversation about, you know, what does that mean for the Montana schools or North Dakota State, possibly South Dakota State. But if it's just one team that the Mountain West has to replace, you know, I don't know if they would look to the FCS. Honestly, they could either stay pat with current membership, um, and of course, you know, the, the first punch uh, that, that needs to be pulled here is. Um, uh, you know, San Diego State leading right. the conference, possibly right. Boise, Boise State's lead the conference. But if that were to happen, I, I just feel like no matter how many national titles South Dakota State or North Dakota State wins, no matter how good the home environments are for Montana, Montana State, the Mountain West believes it's the best G5 conference. And so if they are going to make a move, you know, they're going to try to make, uh, you know, heavy hitter moves that, that moves the needle. And in their, their, their mind, whether it be the commissioner, the presidents, or the ADs, I don't think they would immediately look at an FCS school to fill a, to fill a void. I think they would look at another G5 team that um, is already maybe established from whether it's Sunbelt, Conference USA, uh, the American. I think they would first look at a G5 team before ever looking at an FCS team if they wanted to, to fill a void. Okay, so that's interesting. And what people don't get, I don't sometimes, Sam, is people love FCS football. We do. And, and I did a show in Montana for quite a few years. And the Grizzlies and Bobcats, really great environments, really great support. They look like some group of five programs. Uh, that they, they make them embarrassed. I mean, they really do. But it's not just about people in the stands, people supporting the program. This is also a, a big money type deal to where, hey, 
could we look at a Texas market? Yeah, this is also about TV to a point, right? And and just a mm-hmm. bigger footprint, right? Exactly. Yeah, there, there's so much to it beyond just play on the football field because you have to factor in other sports as well. Um, you know, basketball success is, is a huge thing for uh, the Mountain West. You also have to factor in uh, location. Uh, you know, obviously South Dakota State and even more so North Dakota State. That that's quite a ways away from the Mountain West footprint. Uh, you know, you go into the Texas market. Not only is that more you know, potentially eyeballs on uh, on the TV. But, you know, you, if, if you can play multiple games, uh, you know, one or two games in Texas every year, uh, that could help in recruiting. Uh, as far as if you're a Boise State and you want to recruit in Texas, um, you can say, hey, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be playing an hour away from your family, uh, you know, once or twice uh, a season. So there's that aspect of it uh, as well. And I just think when it comes to decisions like these, like I said uh, a little bit ago, it they kind of need needle movers, especially if you're if you're the Mountain West. Now, if you're a Conference USA and you're desperate, that's when you go ahead and grab a team like Kennesaw State. But even even a team like NDSU, I mean, we're talking presidents of Nevada and Boise State, um, and NDSU can have as many national titles as they want. But the presidents that ultimately approve these moves, they're all they're going to see is FCS. Um, and I mean, we saw it with you know, when, when Kansas State hired Chris Kleiman, everyone that covered the FCS thought it was a home run hire because we knew that Kleiman was a great head coach, how many national titles he won. But Kansas State fans, all they saw was FCS. And everyone in the FBS usually looks down their nose at the FCS. So, so that's why I just think if the Mountain West were in a position to add, to me, NDSU, South Dakota State, the Montana schools would be great additions to the Mountain West. I just don't think the, any, any Mountain West presidents would, would be uh, along the same line of thinking there. What do you think would happen to a Big Sky Conference? Let's say somehow, someway, Montana, Montana State went to the Mountain West. That's a big hit for the Big Sky. It is. It, it, it's a big hit for the Big Sky and, and the FCS at large as well, just because if you, you, know, if you ask, you know, what are the, the two best fan bases or what are the two best home environments in the FCS, you know, usually the first ones that come to mind are going to be Montana and Montana State. And so, um, you know, it would hurt the FCS. It would hurt the big sky from just a, um, I guess, just maybe in part of a, a reputation-wise, but also just fan engagement-wise. Uh, the thing, too, about the FCS, though, is, you know, conferences aren't really reliant on, you know, on TV dollars or on media deals. And so, um, you know, like if a Power 5, like, Basically, you know, the Pac-12, when they lose USC, UCLA, you know, that's a, that's a big impact on their TV deal. Yeah, That's not the case when, when the big guy loses Montana and Montana State, if that were to ever happen. And I, I saw one time, uh, I think it was a Grizz fan, you know, tweeted at me or, or I, somewhere in my mention said, you know, once the big guy is done for and is going to collapse once Montana and Montana State leaves, it's like, well, no, that's not. You know, that's how, how is that going to happen? They're going to be fine. You know, it's not going to impact them revenue-wise. Um, it's just losing out on, on a couple of really good teams and a couple of really good fan bases if that were to happen. Yeah, there's no doubt. Good brands. I mean, those are strong brands in FCS, uh, Montana, Montana State. Sam Herter on tonight, Herosports.com, covers the FCS. Find him on Twitter at Sam Herter FCS. So if the dominoes fall, who do you think would be the number one choice if there is an fcs choice let's say uh texas maybe didn't work out maybe some of those teams stay in their conferences mountain west is looking for one team do you know who it is Mm, if it's just one fcs team honestly i feel like it could be um uc davis 
Um, you know, and the reason really? for that is I think Mon- I think Montana or Montana State would be great fits. Um, but it, but it has to be both. Uh, you know, basically um, Montana, Montana State. They, they, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a bylaw or just kind of an understanding. Um, but you know, Montana, Montana State are going to be uh, joined at the hip, and so. Um, I believe it was early or late 2000s when Montana was ready to go um, FBS, but uh, Montana State wasn't ready to go. Um, and so, if it was just one team, um, yeah, I think potentially it could be UC Davis, just because, like I said, Montana, Montana State couldn't be split up. Uh, you know, NDSU is just—I think NDSU would be a great option. But again, how do you convince presidents of the Mountain West that they're going to travel too far to North Dakota, not just for football, but for multiple sports? Um, you know, multiple times a year—that's that's a hard sell. And so. Um, I say UC Davis because, um, you know, it's a school with, uh, you know, it's a great academic school, uh, for one. Uh, their enrollment, I believe, is pretty strong. Uh, they have, uh, you know, resources at hand. Uh, I think their athletic bu- budget is pretty strong. I think just overall there's a lot of money and resources at that school where if they wanted to go all in on sports and say, yeah, we want to go to the Mountain West, we want to build, you know, powerhouse athletic programs, I think they have the, uh, the the budget and just the resources overall to do so. If it, if it had to be one, I think uh, UC Davis could be a good fit there. And, and I say that not knowing, you know, I, I could hear from the UC Davis AD two hours from now and say, yeah, by the way, we have no interest in going to FBS. You know, I, I don't know what their mindset is. I just think that they would be a, a good fit regionally and also uh, financially. That's why we have this discussion. First things first, is San Diego State going to go to the Pac-12? That That's up in the air. A lot of people say, hey, San Diego State, they should make hay right now. They just went to the national championship in men's basketball. The Pac-12 should be getting San Diego State. Well, we shall see. That's that's first thing first. Sam Herter on tonight, HeroSports.com, his work there. Find him on Twitter. Follow him, FCS fans, at Sam Herter FCS. Sam, good stuff, man. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Sam Herter tonight, always a great guest, FCS national analyst, HeroSports.com, here on the Nate Brown Show. See, and that's uh, the story. That's the story. Are we going to have San Diego State move out of the Mountain West? And if that happens, does the Mountain West look at FCS? Hmm. Interesting discussion there, Sam, because uh, a lot of people think, oh, Montana, Montana State would make a lot of sense. Uh, maybe. But Mountain West might hang tight. Who knows? They might look at Texas is uh, this, the discussion as well. Texas schools, not the Texas Longhorns. Relax, relax. They're going to the SEC. Uh, who's hot and who's not brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Let's wrap up the Monday show and tell you tomorrow is kids' night. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult. The Pizza Ranch Buffet tomorrow, Tuesday. Hey, you're back to school, back to the grind. Get to the Pizza Ranch Buffet tomorrow night. Eat well, save money, and you don't have to cook. In my who's hot category, hey, say what you want about this. The NBA is out today. They set a record for total attendance at games, average attendance at games, and sellouts this season. An all-time record. Total, average sellouts nba saying we're doing just fine even though people say well the tv side uh, not so good nba venues at an all-time high 97 percent capacity 791 sellouts in my who's not category let's go to soccer we got a premier league problem so there's a premier league call you know premier league great league of soccer And a player's upset. He's in the face of an official 
Now, hang on. I'm sticking up for the officials. My daughter is an official. But the official throws an elbow. The official throws an elbow. Now, one thing we can't do, officials, let's not ramp up the intensity. Let, let's, not, <laughs> let's not pull a Rudy Gobert. Step back. I mean, normally it's the players attacking. Now the player, yeah, he was upset. The official throws the elbow. Can't have it. I better teach my daughter that tonight. She's going to be tough, not that tough. Who's hot and who's not? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. We're out tonight. Back tomorrow on a Tuesday. Catch the Nate Brown Show podcast going up tonight. Good show as we get the week started. We'll see you back here at 4.